0: Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 21, Haters, Haters Gonna, gonna hate, hate,
1: hate. hate, 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 I
0: knew, it's so funny, I <laughs> literally in my head, I was like, oh, I sure wish we could play that Taylor Swift song, which we can't, because it's licensed, but...
1: We can sing it.
0: You can sing it. I already <laughs> tried singing on the Lee Bryce week, and it was, was a disaster.
1: Sad. It's, I mean, I'm not a singer, but I can carry a tune.
0: Yeah, you can. You actually can. You were in college course.
1: I was not in college course. I was in high
0: school course. Oh, high school course.
1: Which is much less That's a impressive. big difference.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. not... In my head, I thought you were in college course. No. How'd we doing?
1: No, I was in a... I
0: think early on, maybe when we were dating, you told me that to try to impress me.
1: Kind of like when you told me that you were juggling and paid your way through college by juggling. Yeah, well... Not, I, not as impressive. I am a great juggler. You are. It's a very weird, very weird talent that you have, but yeah. it is impressive. Anyways, um, speaking of haters, going to hate criticism is. It, we're talking about criticism, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, in in not constructive criticism. We're just talking about haters, which because everybody has haters. You say everybody's just it's a it's part of the culture these days. We're going to talk about how you deal with that, but
1: but in that same vein, we watched the documentary this week with Oprah and Megan and Harry. Mm,
0: that was so um, good. The roles. Oprah is the best interviewer
1: Golly, ever. I, so I had seen part of it before you, and you're like, how was it? And I was like, I don't know. But my biggest takeaway was, oh my gosh, she's Oprah. She's so good. She's so good. She's masterful. She's, there's yeah. a reason, obviously, that she's so incredible that what she does. she's Oprah and owns her own network. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm sure all of you have seen it. The whole world has heard about it. Um, it was eye opening, but also, you know, you kind of, I think everyone kind of watches those things with like a, taking it with a grain of salt a little bit, just like anything. But because also, there's two sides. There's to the two story, sides. Always. And that was their point, too. Like, yeah. there's two sides you kind of hear what the media dishes out, and here is our side. So I have major compassion for. Um, anybody who is like slandered or talked bad about in the media that is horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know I think we all have a little bit of taste of that even in social media like as as minor as that is you just I think anyone with a heart would have compassion to know regardless of what's true that's hard yeah um so I don't know that was just what did you think about it
0: I I, it was fascinating to me I'm happy for him uh because I imagine how trapping that would be, the the position that they were in. And as hard as it's been for them, I'm I'm super excited to just kind of see where they're going to go, you know, having more freedom. And I I think, again, what got us on this, this episode was born out of last week's episode. Yes. Literally on the spur of the moment, we're talking about uh, Britney Spears Mm -hmm. and how much Paparazzi and negative press had impacted her life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we need to talk about that. And then what was so interesting to me, I thought that they were part of why they were leaving was more to do with the paparazzi pressure, which it sounds like that was a part of it, but it it was actually much deeper than that. It was much more emotional because it was the uh, racism, the negative bias they had towards her. Well, not just a legend. I mean, they, when you read the titles and some of the things she was called... It was racism. Oh,
1: yeah. You mean by the media? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about by the royal family. No, 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 no.
0: I mean, it it really was. And and that deeply, deeply impacted her. Yeah. What she says is the royal family didn't support her, didn't stick up Mm -hmm. for her in that. And again, that's her side of the story. But what is a fact is what she experienced, the negativity, the hate, how it impacted her. And the word I think she used was it was unlivable. Mm -hmm. It's like unbearable. The weight, the pressure the negativity. And again, most of us don't have to worry about, you know, the UK press.
1: Well, the UK press, along with having to withhold a reputation and a facade of the royal family, like it's one thing if you can be, you know, just a celebrity out there and you can throw shade right back on the media right, right, because you're like, that's wrong. Or you have your own social media to say, this is who I am. They don't have that. And so, um, I think, it was probably, yes, it was a lot of the overwhelming emotional feelings, but also just having to withhold this, this, um, image that I think was just unlovable.
0: Yeah. Yep. Anyway. So, yeah. So again, it most of us it. aren't going to have to deal with it on that level. <laughs> no. Um, but at the same time, we all deal with it in some level. You know, you, you're going to have haters, you know, in your work. You're going to have haters in all, all different areas of your life. So, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with criticism without it crushing you? And that's what I want to talk about. Um, and again, I want to just say this up front. We're not talking about constructive criticism, yeah. we're not talking about accountability. I'm just waiting already for certain emails to come through yeah. saying, oh, you're just trying to avoid accountability. No, 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 no. This isn't about constructive criticism. This is the hurtful stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I, I've got a small group of people that I love, that I do life with. You have a small group of people that you love and you do life with. You invite them to provide accountability and to give us constructive feedback. Yeah. Those people are unbelievably valuable and necessary for all of us. Yep, What we're talking about are haters. And these are people who offer nothing of value, right? They don't give suggestions. They don't explain their opinion uh, in a useful way, at least. They aren't interested in a conversation or an engagement or a discussion. I'll give you just a handful of comments that I've received recently in different environments. Things like this. Uh, you're a complete waste of space, Pete.
1: <laughs> wow, I haven't heard that one. Yeah,
0: um, Yeah, this is total crap. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, this is total crap. Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, how cute. You're pretending that you have something to say. Mm. That one got me, because that was real smart. I
1: like, so condescending. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. Uh, I This one this is probably the most hurtful one I've received recently. I feel sorry for your boys. You're a pathetic dad. I. <laughs> yeah. It took, me, I don't know it took me a couple are. minutes on that one. Um, I used to respect you, but you're no longer worthy of my time. Mm. To which I want to say, well, you just took some time to write Stop that out. Me. Like If yeah. I wasn't worthy of the time, maybe don't. Anyway, I'm not here to be defensive of these things. My point is this. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. It's not useful. It's not constructive. And criticism, honestly, is something I've dealt with for a while. And I'll say in the past three years, I've made more personal growth in this Mm -hmm. area than the 30 years before that, where in many ways it kind of ruined me. I I remember when I wrote my first book, Plan B, and it it got a lot of, anything that you do that gets attention is also going to draw criticism. So I write this book. It's my first book. I'm not saying it was a great book, but. It did well. It did well. It was a bestseller. So that means it got hundreds of positive reviews on Amazon, which then means you're going to get negative reviews. I I fixated on the negative reviews. Mm -hmm. That's all I read. I read them over and over and over, and it had like complete control over me. And I'm going to talk about how I started to kind of break out of some of those patterns, uh, which I think will be helpful for all of us. But I say it to say this. I've dealt with this for a while. For you, Jordan, this is all kind of new, like the idea of having some haters... Uh, the idea of 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 getting that kind of attention, mm-hmm. and I know with the podcast this has stirred up a little bit for you, and you had a really bad day, like a week, maybe it was two weeks ago now, yeah. uh, where I, I was like, "What does it matter with you? I mean you were literally in tears, and you had stumbled on some iTunes reviews mm-hmm. of this podcast mm-hmm. and tell me tell me about what that did to you
1: yeah um, so <laughs> most of my life. I didn't have the criticism, right? I was surrounded by such a loving family and loving friends. And um, I just, you know, everything in my life was just fine. Like, no one had anything to say. And I'm grateful for that. And I don't take that for granted. But um, yeah, I mean, when my life did not start to um, please everybody, and, you know, I went through a divorce, and then we have a podcast. Like, you put yourself out there, um, and if you've done anything or if your past is not shiny, um, people love to, to remind you of that, and mm-hmm. they decided to do so um, in a public fashion and in an anonymous fashion um, through our reviews. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know... It hurt for a lot of reasons. Um, I, like you, have done a lot of work um, overcoming that and detaching from basing my identity on people whom I don't know and don't know me um, and don't know my story or our story. Um, I've done a lot of work to detach myself from actually believing yeah. something that isn't true of myself. And uh, But for whatever reason last week reading those and I told you because you were so sweet he was just so patient and just said why do you think that hurt you because I think you were also a little surprised because we've encountered hate before and it didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily hit me in that way I am also pregnant so my emotions (laughs) might be a little high um but stop it he made (laughs) a roller coaster (laughs) movement with his hand um anyways I I don't know I, I it was because it was untrue And because it was said in such a way that was so hurtful. It was meant to hurt. And that was what you told me. You said, Jordan, it hurts because it was meant to hurt. Mm -hmm. And their words were intended to hurt you. And, um, so, you know, of course it's going to hurt. They said horrible things and yeah, you feel like
0: you're a punching bag and it's like you said, completely untrue, but there's nothing you can do about it.
1: No. And there's been times where someone would have said something maybe to me on my social media, like in a direct message or something. And that, again, you don't know, these are people who don't know me or know us. And I, I still in that vein, I'm like, you don't know my story. Please don't assume that you know but uh, in some of my moments i would like try to defend myself right yeah. um and i would work I, I mean i would spend 30 minutes talking with these people and at the end i was like why did i do that yeah. they yeah they believe me or yeah they like me now but i don't know sandra from north dakota yep. no, she's not ever gonna have a part in my life like why did i let that yeah. no Anyways, offense sandra no offense Sandra from South North dakota, dakota. <laughs> um but yeah so i don't know i think it was just the the hurtful nature the anonymous nature people thinking that um, they wanted to spend their time to to bring somebody down yeah. with nothing that was constructive. So we're not against helpful reviews. There was one that said um, they she did not feel like we were empathetic when we were talking about love languages. Yeah, yep. Um, and we had kind of giggled at the physical touch thing, um like how long hugs or something like that. And we had giggled. And, you know, to her, that hurt her feelings because physical touch was her love language and it's right. more serious than that. And, um, you know, that was helpful to say. You can learn. We'd say,
0: yeah, we didn't come across empathetic. Yeah. We, that's a value of ours. So how can we do that better? Right. The whole podcast thing is a new communication, you yeah. know, format for us. So we're learning.
1: Yeah. And yeah, we're just talking helpful. to each other like we would you know, in our kitchen. Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff is helpful to say, okay, that, that I can register that and say, I can see why that hurt this person or why that bothered them. And here's how I can improve when you're just telling me I'm the scum of the earth. Like (laughs) what do you, what's your goal? Um, anyways, but it's true what you said, like, is anytime you put yourself out there, you're going to, you're going to get hate. And that's just something I've kind of come to realize. And I saw this Brené Brown quote this morning on Instagram. So there is no greater threat to the critics, cynics, and fear mongers than a woman or a man who is willing to fall because she she or he has learned how to rise. Oh, that's good. And to me, it's just remembering that. It's remembering you're putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and you're going to fall and you're going to rise.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, at the end of the day, this isn't about us. This is about you and how we can help you face some of these things maybe uh, in a way that will be helpful and productive and not tear you down and keep you from reaching your potential. And so if you teach, if you write, if you've started a business, if you work with people at all, you're going to encounter some haters. And so what do you do with that? And so I'm going to give you just a couple things. First one is this, remind yourself that you're not weak. I think that's really important. Uh, when I would get a, a nasty email or maybe I would be confronted by someone in a lobby after I've done some speaking, um, after I'd read a nasty review, like, it, it would hurt, right? And you just mentioned this a second it, a second ago, but it hurt because it was meant to hurt. That was the intention. Mm-hmm. When someone, like, hates on you and it hurts you, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're human. And some of you will be tempted To think, well, I'm just not cut out for this, right? I'm not cut out to be a leader. I'm not cut out to be a writer. I'm not cut out to be a performer. I'm not cut. Yes, you are. You are cut out for it, but you're also human. Mm -hmm. And so words, we've talked about this before in another podcast, words are designed by God in such a way that they impact us whether it's a verbal word or a written word, they impact us, they carry a weight. And so I I just start off by saying, give yourself some grace. Of course it hurt. Of course you curled up in a ball and cried for a couple hours. Of course you did. That's okay, right? It hurts. It does not mean that you're weak. Second thing I'd say, uh, and this is really important, don't make their problem your problem. Um, You can't can't control people's perceptions of you, but you can control the power that you give it. Uh, another way of saying that is you cannot control the way they act, but you can control the way you react. And so that accusation that they've made about you, that statement that someone's made about you, that you're not good enough or you're not talented enough or that your past disqualifies you, whatever it is that's floating out there, um, it's just a story it's just a story, right? And it's only as powerful as you allow it to be. What they say about you, what they write about you, is not really about you. It's about them. Mm-hmm. Now, what is about you is the way that you react when you read or hear what it is that they said about you. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Like yeah. what they said or what they wrote is not about you, but your reaction to it that's all about you, right? At the end of the day, it's just none of your business how people perceive you. Yeah. Right? People can say all day long that you're done, that you're washed up, that you're not gifted, that your past defines who you are. But That's just a story. Mm-hmm. And you can mute their story. It's so easy mm-hmm. to get caught up And and obsess over, right, uh, why these people don't like you, why these people are hating on you, what can you do to keep them from hating on you. It took me years of kind of just inner exploration to discover one important fact. This is so important. If you zero in on the negativity of other people when they're in the throes of their negative spin, you will be anchoring yourself to their personal baggage and you'll be participating in their inner struggle.
1: Anchoring yourself to their baggage.
0: Yes, right? That's in good. essence, you're making their problem your problem.
1: Yep. And it's so true. Like, I remember, even when you're a little kid, or you're, you know, whatever, and you're going through life, and they're like, well, it's not about you. It's more about what, you know, That that's just on them. Let yep. them be bad people, whatever. Um, it truly, when you and I have dug in to some of the hurtful things that someone has said, and you hear, like, they say, well... You know, in my past.
0: When you force them to go a little bit yeah, further. Yeah, then they
1: explain yeah. it. And it's their own hurt that Always. has gone unhealed. And it's like, oh, okay, so I'm your punching bag because whatever it is unhealed in your past has not been addressed. Yep. And that's there is so much truth in that. But yeah, continue. I no, love that. No,
0: that. that's it. It's, you just have to remember that most people who are going to be haters towards you in your life They are a tornado of emotions. Mm -hmm. They are. And the more you fixate on what they've said, the more you get drawn into their tornado, right? Mm -hmm. You're making their problem your problem. You're attaching yourself. You're anchoring yourself to their inner struggle. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I got enough of my own personal baggage (laughs) that I don't need to attach to their personal baggage, right? And and just to note, it's not your job to try to save them from their personal baggage. They're not asking you to do that. So don't try to jump in there and be a hero with that, yeah. which is something I did for years. And I'll explain a little more about that in a minute. But I just think that that's really important. Don't make their problem your problem. It's good. Uh, third thing, allow the haters to become your teacher.
1: Hmm.
0: now um have you ever heard the expression we get to pick our own teachers Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah it's true we we pick our teachers in life we pick who it is that we want to learn from in life Mm -hmm. and allow them to become your teacher learn from them and once you've learned from them move on from them right so um let me explain early in life somebody gave me a terrible piece of advice i think i was 21 years old i was just starting to speak some and was already starting to get some criticism right And um, I remember somebody telling me, uh, Pete, you need to listen to and read through every bit of criticism you receive because even if it's crazy, there's some element of truth in there. Mm. And that stuck with me. For, because I try to have a teachable spirit. Mm-hmm. So what I thought was anytime I received hate, I needed to sit there with that hate for a while to try to decipher what truth might be in the midst of that oh, for man. me. Yeah. And, and, and that's a bunch of crap. There, there's, that's that's just simply not true. So when I say you need to learn from them, I'm not suggesting that you analyze what it is that they're saying. What I encourage you to do is analyze how it made you feel. Don't worry about what they said. It's probably complete crap, right? Don't analyze what they said, but analyze how what they said made you feel. Mm -hmm. Criticism uh, was so destructive for me up until about three years ago because it left me feeling unloved and unworthy. Yeah. And this is what the haters taught me. When I allowed them to become my teacher, I had to start asking, okay, how did that make me feel? Well, it made me feel unworthy and it made me feel unloved. Well, why did it make me feel unworthy and why did it make me feel unloved? Oh, because I was depending on external sources to make me feel loved and worthy. I think criticism becomes disabling when you haven't learned to love yourself. Yeah. Because now, if you're a people pleaser, if people aren't pleased with you, then you're not pleased with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? If people aren't loving you, then you feel like you're unlovable because you haven't learned to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't make your primary source of love other people. I don't know if I would have ever discovered that if I hadn't allowed haters to also become my teacher and ask why do they make me feel the way that they do. The temptation for me my entire life, Jordan, was to just abandon myself in order to make other people happy. Yeah. And the pattern for much of my life just abandoned my values, abandoned my worth, abandoned my passions, abandoned my convictions in order to feel loved and accepted by other people. I allowed the haters to become my teacher. And when I did, and I dug into why do they make me feel the way that they do, I learned it really has nothing to do with them. It had to do with the fact that I hadn't learned to love myself. And I was trying to gather my worth and my love externally from other people.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so true. And you know, I look at the work that you've done in the past few years that I'm aware of, and most of it, if I'm honest, has been detaching your identity from other people's acceptance yep. of you. That's right. Um, and that can feel like it's kind of a one track. But e- when you think about it, even in this tense of saying, "You're like the the criticism in your life is only as has only a stronghold if you don't have a strong hold of That's yourself." Right. Yep. Um, So I I don't know, that self-love thing, you know, feels like a little flighty sometimes, but it's so true. I mean, watching you go through that and watching us learn, learn to love ourselves again. Um, that has truly been the thing that has switched everything for us, and and being able to hear things, and it's not you're not hearing them and throwing them out the window in a in a flippant manner, like we said at the beginning of this. Like it's not it's not oh you don't like us you didn't like what we said bye we don't you know it's not it's not so um, irreverent to every piece of criticism that comes in, but when it is hate and when it is untrue. That is, when you love yourself, you're able to filter through that.
0: Yep, absolutely. Which is why my fourth point, after allowing them to become your teacher, is you have to learn to love yourself. You have to. Uh, There's an exercise that someone recently had me do where I had to write out, uh, first of all, uh, the sentence said, please forgive me for blank. So I had to write out, please forgive me for this, right? Mm -hmm. Something that I had done. And then they said, all right, now the next part is the acceptance part of this, and you need to write out, I accept myself for blank for what I did wrong. The forgiveness part was very easy for me, Mm -hmm. writing out, please forgive me for this. The next thing of writing out, I forgive myself or I accept myself, even though I did this, that was much more difficult. And what I realized, I've spent a lot of time in my life working really hard to forgive um, other people, but I haven't worked hard at learning how to forgive myself, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important. Um, the single most conversation, important conversation that you have every day is the conversation that you have with yourself. That's so true. And most of us don't realize it, but all day long. We're having a conversation with ourselves. There's just conversations going on in your mind. And the biggest critic that you really need to deal with is actually yourself. Yep. It's not the other people. Yep. Uh, the most you know, difficult hater you're going to deal with is your own self. And so I've talked on a podcast once about, uh, it's this acronym I'll call VITAL. It's five things that I feel like I need every day in order to thrive. And the first, the V, stands for Validation. And this is hard for me. This still doesn't feel like, you know, the, the five things are validation, inspiration, thankfulness, activity, and love. The validation one is the hardest one for me mm-hmm. to, like, affirm myself. And so I have to start off my day with that. And there's this, there's this phrase that I say all the time, Jordan, what is it? I say, it's good to be.
1: It's good to be Pete and Jordan.
0: It's good to be Pete and Jordan. We have to remind, it's it's good to be us. Like, I am qualified, I am gifted, I am loved, I am forgiven. I have to start that conversation real early on in the morning in my head to make sure it continues <laughs> on the rest do. of the day. I do. Yeah,
1: and I think it's, it's how we're wired, and a lot of people are wired to your people pleasers, or you don't want to yeah. come across in a, oh, and it, you know what? Like, you saying that in the mornings, or if I'm having trouble with something or even if I do like a second ago I was like, Oh, I killed that phone call with a client and you're like, It's good to be Jordan, you know? (laughs) It's true. And it's just like when you get that in your head, it sounds so little and funny and kind of like elementary, but it really is. Like it's it's really a cool practice. I love that validation piece.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of my new daily practice is I'm usually in here uh, working pretty early when you kind of walk into the room in the morning, I get up Come give you a hug. And I just say, it's good to be Pete and Jordan. Yeah. Like, it is. And we and we and you have to remind yourself of that. And let me tell you, I, I'll tell you why I think this is so important. Because uh, for a, the whole idea of validation or affirmation of myself, um, somewhere along the way, and this is a complete bull, but I convinced myself, inside of Christianity that it was all about abandoning yourself. Yeah. So what I had either was taught or picked up along the way inside of spirituality was that validating or affirming yourself is going to lead to arrogance and you don't want to be arrogant, right? You want to be humble. You want to be a assert- I, I agree with, with the importance of humility, but this is a whole different level, right? And, and here's what's crazy. That, Cause I think this is so important. Um, More than just helping you not get sidetracked by criticism, I tell you, the single most important benefit of learning to love yourself is people who love themselves don't hurt other people.
1: Yeah, so true. The
0: more you hate yourself, the more you want other people to suffer. Yeah. Which is exactly why you have to learn to let go of the haters. You have to understand they're wanting you to suffer because they They're themselves suffering. are suffering. Yeah, It's much, much deeper than anything that you've done or anything that you've said or anything they don't like. Um, it's it's much deeper than that. And so, you know, you got to learn to love the hater because if you hate on the hater, you actually become them. Yeah. So I think this whole learning to love yourself is really important. And I've got four other things, Jordan. I just realized we're almost out of time. Okay. So can we continue this conversation? Yeah, no, I love it. Good. I'm glad you do. I hope everybody else does too. Because I think this is really, really important that that we learn how to deal with this stuff in a constructive way. And in, in a way that it does help us grow and it doesn't just beat us down. Because yeah. as much as we'd all like to snap our fingers and make negativity go away and criticism go away and hate go away, it, it's not. It's yeah. not going anywhere, right? It's right here right now in our lives and it impacts all of us um i hear this from young mothers all the time you're already starting to experience this now being pregnant everybody wants to offer advice everybody's critical about the way you raise your kids you go on and on and on right so i just think that uh, it's really important that we learn to deal with this stuff in a constructive way yeah
1: no it's good i love it i'm so you have four more yeah
0: all I, right I, so I eight total. i've got four more a total of eight things that we can do okay I love that. I love
1: it. Um, So in the same (laughs) heartbeat of everything we've been talking about, if you are enjoying this podcast, we would love for you to rate and review it. Um, Understand if you have criticism as well, if it's helpful. Um, So yeah, rate, review, uh, share it with your friends, and that will help us a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We love you guys. Hope this is helpful. And uh, till we talk next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and always give you his peace.